In this episode's topic, we're going to talk about Americans tap their pandemic savings to cope with inflation. I am Darren. And I'm Catherine. This is another episode of Real Estate, Money, and Marriage. This article, Catherine, comes from the Wall Street Journal, Americans tap pandemic savings to cope with inflation. There's two charts here. I'll link to the article and we'll have screenshots up on the podcast site, which you can get to by going to katherineanddarren.com, katherineanddarren.com. There's some great graphs on this that I want to show you that are eye-busting. But here's what the article said. Americans are starting to dip into a huge pile of savings that they accumulated over the last two years of the pandemic. I just want to let you know that I'm really proud of how I said that word. I'm not going to try it again because I nailed it. What word? Pandemic? Nope. That one. I'm not going to say it again because I got it the first time. Good job. From the start of the pandemic to the end of 2021, U.S. households built up $2.7 trillion in extra savings. Wow. That's impressive and surprising. Well, I feel like, I mean, we've been having conversations of where is all this money coming from? Mm -hmm. Why does everyone have so much money? Why is no one working? Like businesses, every business is hiring from like fast food, what should like normally be minimum wage to which it's like three times that to the biggest jobs. Everyone's hiring. Yep. So people aren't working, but everyone seems to have a ton of money. How is that possible? Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And yeah, some of us got stimmy checks, but it doesn't explain the extra trillion or trillions in saving. 2.7 trillion. I don't know, does it? It does. It okay. does. Okay. okay. So, um, The lockdowns kept people at home with nowhere to spend money and three rounds of STEMI checks. People shopped online quite a bit, but maybe they saved They saved, obviously they saved. Yeah, look at this. We'll come back to that chart, but here's, I think they get into this right here. This, so personal savings rate, a measure of how much money people have left over after spending taxes reached 5.4% in May. That figures below the average of the last decade and far below the record of 34% in April of 2020. Families have tapped about $114 billion of their pandemic savings so far. So what we're seeing, if people aren't working, if they're not doing jobs, and there's like article, there's like three personal stories in this article of people that are basically working part-time jobs. So they're not working Mm full-time. Everyone's taking a little bit of time off or they've moved. I think we could like, Think about that too. They like this doesn't include equity. Like, think about if you're a homeowner and your home value went up by 18% one year and 16% the next year. Now you have a ton of equity in your home, plus you have all those savings. But maybe some of this is people who have sold their house and just have a bunch of cash in their savings account from the sale. Right. Or they downsized to another part of the country. And so they're saving money. Because their lifestyle is cheaper. Right. So we talked about the STEMI checks, but what goes on too is there's some other things that maybe we're not taking into account. One's the STEMI checks, but then the child tax credit is another one. The PPP loans is another one. The, what, like um, forbearance. Mortgage forbearance. So we had mortgage forbearance, rent forbearance, and student loan forbearance, which is still going on. 
Okay. So people don't have to pay their student loans? I guess not. Okay. So like if you have a $400 a month student loan bill. Yeah. And you haven't been paying that for two years. You're gathering up some money. Yeah. Are you accruing debt though? Well, I mean, uh, interest? I No, I don't think that's being added. But the problem is, I think the interest rates now, because they're higher, I think student loan debt. It's adjustable. Is adjustable. Hmm. So now you're going to pay a higher interest rate on it. But I don't think it was being added during this forbearance period. Okay. But So if you're smart and you're able to, then you have continued the payments. But you don't have to. I, you well, haven't had to. I don't think a lot of people did when we look at the stat. So I kind of read it, but here's what we looked at. The average typical savings rate is about 5 to 6%, would you say? Yeah. But then in 20 and 21, it jumped up to almost 35% in 20, and then about 26, 27% in 21, and now in 2022, it's dropped back down to about that average. Wow. Okay. So that's where the point of the article is people have tapped into their savings. Yes. They saved a ton of money over the last two years, and now they're starting to live on it. Now, skipping ahead to this chart is about the median checking balance from 2019. So this is a look at how much money people have in their checking account weekly. So take a look at this. And this graph, this is the reason why I say go check this out on katherineanddarren.com is it's, there's a lot going on with this chart, but it takes a look at four different levels of the bottom 25% and then the 25 to 50%, 50 to 75% and the top 25% of earners, or I guess people who have money in their checking account, the amount. But what stands out to me is the top 25% barely barely moved. Like they went up a little bit. They have 25% more money in their checking account in 21 and then 50% more income in their checking account in 2022. But the bottom 25% have over a hundred percent more in 2020. And then in early 2021, over 125% more income in their checking weekly checking account. So the on the left side, what is that percentage in relation to their income? No, just the amount of income in the checking account. Amount of income in the checking account. Yeah. So if you have a thousand dollars in your checking account, then and you're in the bottom twenty five percent, then you'd have two thousand one hundred and twenty five dollars okay or two thousand two hundred and fifty dollars okay in your checking account instead okay does that make sense yep so not only are people having a lot more money in their savings they're saving a lot more there's a lot more sitting in their checking account yeah too mm-hmm. and does it look like that has gone down in starting this year uh um, no, well, yeah, it's gone down from the peaks, but it's still way up before the pandemic. Like it was, look at, at all. At zero. Yeah. Basically it's like around, what would, what would you say? 10% for every income level. Yeah. Now it's more like, let's see, 25 to 75. So if you feel like you don't have money, I mean, the challenge is, is you're probably alone. 
because according to this data. You wanted to say you're not alone, didn't you? No. Oh. You, if you feel like you don't have money. You're the only one. You're the only one. Everyone else has money. Everyone else has way more money in their checking account and was saving way more money over the last two years. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying you're yeah. alone. Yeah. That gives me some confidence in our economy that people have money. They can take care of little emergencies that come up, like car repairs. They're not necessarily going to go straight to foreclosure or getting evicted from their home. Well, so two things. I think, one, this is the first kind of data like this where it's felt like it's reached us. Like I, by us, I mean people instead of, because there's like $4 trillion or $5 trillion created during the pandemic. Yeah. And that felt like that went to corporations. Yeah. But it's nice to see at least some of it. It feels like some of it got to us. Looks that way. But we, like, that was always a thing that concerned me. And that's part of the inflation problem of how much cash there is. It's a supply and demand issue, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a ton of cash that the government printed. The thing, I don't know if this is good or bad, but because there's more money sitting in checking accounts and saving accounts, and as inflation ticks up and there's a recession talk, what this tells me is that people will be able to weather the storm of inflation longer, which might make recession last longer. Okay. Because people are living off their savings, but still cutting back on things. Starting to cut back, but maybe we can last a little bit longer because we have a little bit more money sitting in our checking account and a lot more money sitting in our savings accounts. Yeah. So the recession won't be foreclosures, evictions, blood in the streets. It'll be like at less, not, not as much economic growth. Well, at least not now, at least not yet mm -hmm. through the rest of the year. But what happens if this keeps dragging on? Because I feel like we're going to go through some sort of whiplash problem here of like, I'm starting to hear that places aren't hiring, that big companies are rescinding offers. So like they're offering a software engineer, $175,000 like Google or Twitter or whatever. Here's a job offer for $175,000. They're supposed to start in two weeks. Then Google or the company rescinds the offer yeah. and says, we're not going to hire you now. Because this inflation recession thing is scaring us, we're going to start laying off people actually. Okay. So that's starting to happen. That's starting to happen. So now if you were like kind of waiting around and not working because you felt good about your current financial situation and you look around and you see there's a lot of jobs to be had and like, oh, I can go get a job anytime I want. But now there's not jobs to be had. Yeah. And that starts to hit us over the next six months, then what happens next year? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that leads to. That's an interesting combination of things going on. Yeah. So I guess from since, you know, we're in real estate and when you're a hammer, you want everything to be a nail. I would say if you don't own a home, own a home because that gives you some security. You have an asset. You have an asset and security where you don't have a landlord increasing your rent on you and jacking up 
like your fixed expenses. Like when you own a home, you get to lock your expenses in and go, here's what the costs I can expect over the next year, two, three, four, 30 years. Yeah, your rent will not be locked in, especially as your landlord, prices are going up on them. And also, this is why inflation and recessions do not impact real estate prices negatively. I think we have recency bias because of the last recession. There's only been one other time before where a recession happened in like the last 60 to 70 years where a recession happened and home prices dropped. Now, home prices can cause a recession, but rarely do recessions cause home prices to fall. Did that make sense? Yeah. So 2007 was an anomaly that Not, that's yes. happened like twice in the last century. Mm -hmm. I think we figured out. Yeah. So I would just look for that security as we're going into some unpredictable, uncharted times as what we just kind of covered here. Like things are pretty wacky. I would just look for some security right now. And I feel like having a home that is yours would be a nice piece of security. Totally agree. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Money and Marriage Podcast with Catherine and Darren. And when you're ready, here's four things that you can do right now. Number one, make sure you're subscribed to this show, whether you're watching or listening. If you're watching, you can also click the like button, click the thumbs up button. Number two, if you're a first time homebuyer, get a free guide, seven costly mistakes homebuyers make. Visit costlymistakeshomebuyersmake.com. Number three, if you're selling your home, get access to our Get Sell Ready Guide and Checklist. It'll show you how to get your home ready without spending a fortune or wasting your nights and weekends updating and remodeling your home. Visit GetSellReady.com. And number four, start a smart moves conversation with us. Get clarity about what to do next. Get your questions answered, your concerns taken care of, and an action plan customized to your timeline. You can schedule a call with us at SmartMovesCall.com or start a chat with us. Visit M.me slash group.